doing, you dirty dirties? What's going on? This episode of the Sean Boyles Podcast is brought to you by Spotify for Podcasters. Oh my stars. If you ever thought you might want to do a podcast, the people over at Spotify have got you dialed in. They're one-stop shop for all things podcasting. All you got to do is download their shit onto your phone, your computer, your laptop, whatever it is you want to use to start podcasting. You can do it. Just download the shit. Go to podcasters.spotify.com and get started. You can easily do a podcast for free. It won't cost you a dime. And they will upload it to all podcast platforms, including Spotify and Google and Apple and all the rest for no money down, as they say. Um, You can have, uh, you get analytics, you get fan interaction, uh, uh, video episodes are even available. It's pretty goddamn cool. In fact, you can actually make money from your podcast through uh, fan donation and uh, add revenue. Get started. Do it. Podcasters.spotify.com if you want to get into the podcast game like your dude here. If it wasn't as easy as it was or as it is to do it this way, I wouldn't be doing it. Know that, son. We are also brought to you by The Music Depot. Uh, I think it's the only... Uh, there's one other music store in Hayward, but this one's better. This is the... Uh, you know what? This is the only music store in Hayward, California. How about that? Go see my man Pete at the Music Depot. They got Shure mics, Ibanez guitars, Schecter guitars, Orange amps. They got band equipment. They give lessons for, for, for bass, guitar, and drums, and singing, and all kinds of shit. They even got ukuleles, and I fucking hate the goddamn ukulele, but they got them. Go see my man Pete over there at 944 B Street in downtown beautiful Hayward, California. Uh, the Music Beast, uh, the Music Depot, also the sponsor of the Boyles Bistro Blowout once a month, first Thursdays every month at the Bistro downtown Hayward. I got some dates uh, coming up this week. Speaking of the Boyles Bistro Blowout, oh, how about that? Uh, August 3rd this week, August 3rd, we got Ivy Cordova and John Gabb co-headlining. Because I couldn't make up my mind who should headline over who. And I already told John Gabb that he was going to headline and I needed another comic and Ivy was available. So she got on and she's going to kill it. Uh, Ah, also this week, Friday night, August 4th, I'll be doing comedy at Billy Roy's Burger Company in Fremont, California. I fucking made it, ladies and gentlemen. I have made it as a comic. I am doing Billy Roy's Burger Company. Doing some stand-up comedy. Um, September 13th, Hazards will be playing at KZSU Stanford Radio. We'll be live on the air at 8 o'clock Wednesday night. 
September 13th. Zed playing the SoCal Heavy Jams in full uh, in San Diego. Uh, actually, I learned today that it's in, actually in a town called Santee, which is right next, I guess, in the San Diego area. This is September 30th. Big rock and roll show for Zed um, in uh, at the Full Circle Saloon down there in Santee, California, near San Diego. October 5th, we will be back after taking September off with the Boyle's Bistro Blowout. Rick Storer will be headlining. And then Hazard's playing October 20th at the Caravan in San Jose. Uh, I missed something in there. I missed something. Oh, August 17th. I missed August 17th. August 17th, I'll be doing comedy at Winter's Tavern in Pacifica, California. All right? That's all you need to know. That's all you need in your life. Uh, Also, you need to know that music heard here on the Sean Boyles Podcast is not owned, copyright, licensed, or trademarked by me, the Sean Boyles Podcast, or any of its affiliates. (laughs) We don't have affiliates. But we don't own the rights of the music either, so don't try to sue me because that'll be your bad because you'll get nothing. Let's do a podcast! It's the Sean Boyles Podcast. Music, comedy, drums, life, burritos. What's up, you ball cuppers? You dirty dirties, you some bitches. What are you doing? How are you? It's um It's Tuesday evening. It's not crazy late. It's not fucking midnight on Tuesday where I'm recording the podcast. I'm actually recording it at a decent time. It's about nine o'clock right now. Um welcome to another episode. Of the Sean Boyles Podcast, episode 201, 201, uh, we're going to do, um, I'll recap my week, I guess, uh, some shows and and things of that nature, uh, we're going to have a fat guy food hack for the week, I haven't done one of those in a minute, so we got a fat guy food hack, uh, we'll do, uh, we'll do reaction of the week and we'll do the earworm. And then we'll get you guys out on your way. How goes it? I, um... Oh, so, uh... The woes of my Honda. I don't know. Did I talk about my Honda? Have I talked about the Honda in the, um... The fucking fuckery that is trying to get this thing, um... Back out on the road? So I, um... I got a new engine in this thing, right? I think I talked about that, right? So I got it. It's running. It runs great, uh, although the battery was completely dead, so I needed to get a new battery. So be it that uh, it was going to be a minute before I can actually register it. I did um, when it was running. So here's the thing. I've had this car sitting out in front of my house for almost two years with bad tags in a flat tire. Somehow, some way, 
I never got a ticket on it. I never got a tag on it. I never got. Um, they put these fluorescent orange stickers on a car that doesn't need to be parked where it's parked, and they want you to move it. Um, none of that happened. I got fucking lucky. So here in Castro Valley, the little town that I live in in the East Bay of the San Francisco Bay Area, um, Alameda County. So Castro Valley is an unincorporated town, which means that we are not a we don't have a city council. We don't have our own police force. There is nothing here that resembles. We don't even have a fucking downtown. They, they, there's a little area that they call fucking downtown Castro Valley. You can't have a downtown if it centers around a Safeway. All right, that is not a downtown. It's just a fucking big parking lot with a Safeway in it. We'll call that downtown. It's bizarre. So uh, we're an unincorporated town. So that means the county takes care of law enforcement and the like. Uh, Highway Patrol does a good job as well. But um, as far as uh, civil stuff, it's usually Alameda County Sheriff's. Now, Alameda County Sheriff has this fucking little dickhead that drives around the city in a car that says parking enforcement. And it's not even a regular... Now, all the other... (laughs) Alameda County has these dark blue uh, vehicles, okay? You know, all their... They got the little logo on there, Alameda County. They're dark blue with a little yellow stripe. And uh, they're uh, they're driving around in the the Dodge Chargers. Or they have the... um, I have seen um, some of the uh, Ford Explorers, but uh, but they also have this asshole that drives around in a little PT Cruiser, a fucking PT Cruiser, and his his or her. I've seen a woman drive it. And I've seen a dude drive it. But their job is to drive around the uh, town of Castro Valley and look for cars that are parked where they're not supposed to be, cars that are parked with expired tags. Um, just anything that's unsavory that's not supposed to be on the street and they tag it and either have it towed or fucking, you know, just put a ticket with a fine and all that shit. Now, they are ruthless. I've been with friends that have had their car fucking towed. We parked it there and went on about our day and came back that evening. The car was gone. Uh, In fact, on my street here, I don't know how I hadn't got pinched keeping that Honda out in front of the fucking house with a flat tire and a blown engine because on the block south of me, a car got pinched and a block north of me, a car got pinched. Within the same week, my car did not. Which makes me think that for whatever reason in the last two years, Alameda County Parking Enforcement Agency agent hadn't come down the block in which I live. I'm glad for that. But uh, the first thing I did when I got the car back, uh, and and he had it running, but he told me, he's like, you know, as soon as you shut it off, you're not going to be able to start it back on because the battery's so dead, the alternator's not charging the battery at all. So I backed it into the driveway and shut it off and left it. 
until I can get a new battery. Got the new battery um, midweek last week, and I was excited. So I went down. Uh, this was this was Tuesday. This was Tuesday. I think the day I recorded the podcast last week. Might have been Wednesday. It was Wednesday because I had the day off. It was Wednesday. So your boy is running around with the Honda. And I think I got the harebrained idea. I'm going to go get it registered. Boy, was that a mistake. (laughs) So it hadn't been registered in two years. It's got 22 2022 tags on it right now. It needs 24. And I uh, I go down there. Now, I don't go to the DMV anymore. If I'm going to register a vehicle, I go to these little satellite offices. They're a hell of a lot cheaper. Well, just more convenient. Maybe they're not cheaper, but they're uh, definitely more convenient. And, um, and you're never having to wait in a line. So, in fact, uh, the DMV that's in Hayward is the next town over, which is a fucking haymaker of a DMV. Always packed. Fucking line outside. Fucking just deep. When you picture the hell that is the DMV, the Hayward, California DMV is the epitome of that torturous hell. Um, But they got a little office across the street that will take care of registrations, take care of... uh, Renewing licenses, as uh, long as you don't have to take a test or anything, any fees or anything that you got to do with your car, they can handle it. Uh, title transfers and fucking all that shit. As long as you don't got to fucking take a test, they got you. So I bop on in there, hand them my paperwork. Now on my paperwork, it said I had three... Items listed. And then underneath that, those three items, it says there are six more of these. And these were bridge toll violations. Now, now during the pandemic, during the pandemic, the bridge, they took the people out of the booths. And they were just doing camera shots and sending you a bill in the mail. Um, Since they started doing that, I haven't paid any (laughs) bridge toll at all. And here's why. A little backstory on my reasoning why I didn't pay any bridge tolls. It's a dumb, it's a dumb fucking reason. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I was I was banking on this happening and going on for a lot longer than what it's gone on. So I remember seeing a news report seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. It was a news report talking about people evading the toll. Now, of course, now this is back when you got people in the toll booth, and you're supposed to be. Uh, handing the guy the money and then you go on through the toll there were plenty of people that were on purpose 
either going uh, using the uh, the uh, carpool when they weren't supposed to, which there's usually an officer sitting there waiting for those motherfuckers. Those dudes get pinched. Or dude was just mobbing through the toll and not paying anything and just zipping through without stopping. Um, now, when you do this, they snap a photo, right? So they're snapping photos of this guy's car or these people's cars and sending them bills. They're not paying the bills. And the reason why they weren't paying the bills is because they found out, and then this news report explained, that they're able to evade the toll because there is no agency assigned to enforcing tolls if they're violated. Meaning that there is nobody that's going to come after you if you didn't pay your toll. If you zipped through there and they took the picture and then they sent you the thing in the mail saying, hey, you went through the toll, we got you, you owe us the six bucks, seven bucks, whatever it is to go across the toll. If you didn't pay it, there was no way they were going to come after you about it. San Francisco as a city didn't want anything to do with it. San Francisco count because San Francisco is a county and a city, which is goofy. San Francisco city and county did not want anything to do with trying to chase people down to make them pay. Oakland, the city of Oakland, didn't want anything to do with it. Alameda County didn't want anything to do with it. And those are the four, eight, uh, four entities in which were three entities that, uh, and then Caltrans, just Caltrans is is in, in charge of the bridge. They didn't want to have anything to do with it either. So the four or five entities that are involved in the San Francisco-Oakland Bay Bridge, none of those agencies wanted anything to do with enforcing bridge toll and, 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 and tracking down people to collect. They weren't even hiring a collection agency. None of them wanted anything to do with it. So for years... There was nobody to enforce bridge tolls. And finally, they've come around, and now they will tack it on to your registration. <laughs> so when I go to try to pay, I see that there's the, there's the three, and there's the little things, and there's six more of these violations. Bridge toll violations on the Honda. She says there is actually a hold on this registration until... Bridge toll violations are taken care of. And I'm looking at my thing. As far as I'm concerned, and this thing's staring at me, it says I got nine of them with a total of $54. I said, all right, I will call these folks right now and we'll take care of this right now. I get them on the phone. I'm on hold for a little while. I get a woman on the phone. She's there to help me. She's very nice. And then she tells me that that vehicle does not have nine violations. It has 36 violations. <laughs> I said, what? She said, yes. Dating back to 2019. She said, oh, you are Sean Boyles? I said, yes, I am. Yeah, there are. I'm not, And I'm trying to think, well, in 2019, they still had people in the booth. How was I evading toll? I'd have to pay. I wouldn't run through it. 
I I don't I don't I didn't understand how I had because the only time I was using that car would be in the evening. You know, try shake. You know, I just barely started. You know, well, I was doing. I had just got the car. I just bought it for my sister. You know, like I bought that for for the wife. That was supposed to be her car, and she didn't want it. She didn't want to drive here in California. She didn't want to drive in the U.S. She said it was too sketchy. So I have a fucking car that was supposed to be hers, and I started using it when I didn't need to drive the van. So I don't know how I had bridge toll violations before there was, you know, no people in the booth. I could have sworn they did the no people in the booth because of the pandemic which would have been March 2020. So anyway, bridge toll violations dating back to 2019 at some point. 30 some odd violations. With a grand total. And I go, okay, well, how much is that? And she says like 970 some odd dollars. I go, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? I go, she's like, can you pay the 970? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, there's no way in shit I could pay that much right now. I'm trying to register this car. I didn't think I was going to be paying fucking tolls. Um, she said, well, we can knock off. Um, we can knock off all the penalties and all the late fees and late charges and this, that, and the other. So it would be just straight toll. And that came to $427. The toll is fucking $6, $7 at a time. I don't know how it was that much. Part of me thinks that it's the fucking the van. Because I got hell of them on the van. Holy shit. Let's not even talk about how many times, you know... Yeah, they, dude, I get a fucking thing in the mail every other day. <laughs> and I have been for the last couple of years. Bridge toll violation. So, uh, but I've registered the van two years now. Haven't had to pay any violations on the van. And I actually read a thing said starting January 2021, we will start um, collecting tolls through your registration. Well, I've fucking I've paid for two registrations since that went through. I'm not I'm I'm thinking I'm going to get hammered fucking next year when I got to register the van. But we will see. Maybe I should start paying these. Anyway, so I pay the fucking 400 and whatever the fuck it was. Uh and then they t- I go, "Now can I register the car?" They're like, "Well, you won't be able to register it today cuz it takes 10 days for it to go through the system." I'm like, this is electronic. Hit a fucking button. It's there. Why are you guys? Why, why this fucking 10-day wait bullshit? It takes 10 days for it to show up in the system. I go back in there and I said, hey, you know, I just paid this. And she's like, yeah, there's no way it's going to be in the thing. I go, yeah, they told me 10 days. She's like, no, it'll take maybe five. But it won't take it won't take 10. So today I could could have possibly went down there. And took care of this because today would have been the five business business days. But 
Uh, however, I did drive it. I did drive it to a place with fucking drove dirty, bad tags. Sun was going down, and I figure if I drive it, I shouldn't park on the street. I'm only going to drive it if I know I'm going to park in a lot. And that's what I did on Friday for the comedy show I had at Swiss Park. Now, going into this comedy show, going into the Swiss Park comedy show, I was just going to be on the show. Pete Munoz had asked me just to do a set. He's going to give me 10 minutes. It'd be great. I hadn't done Swiss Park since uh, since the pandemic when Mike Bucci was doing the drive-in shows. The drive-in shows were great. Had a lot of success with the drive-in shows. Doing comedy on a lift to a giant parking lot full of cars for which laughter was in the form of flashing lights and honking horns. It was weird, but it was cool. It was fun. Uh, So Pete Munoz is now doing a once a month comedy show uh, in the in the it's kind of in the bar, but it's also actually the banquet room. So next to the bar that is at Swiss Park is this giant, giant banquet room. And it's like it's the size of a elementary school cafetorium. We have cafetoriums here in the Bay Area and probably most of California. This is what they call a multi-purpose room. This is the room that is also the lunch room, but also has the stage. And that's where the, you know, drama and the choir and the band all use the stage for their performances. And it's all in one big room. So uh, either call it a cafetorium. Or they call it a multi-purpose room. But uh, most of the California schools are riddled with these. Especially smaller schools. Bigger schools, of course, will have a theater and fucking whatever other fuckeries. But uh, a lot of smaller towns, smaller schools. Cafetoriums, multi-purpose rooms. And that's kind of what Swiss Park has. It's got a big giant hall with a stage. uh, And Pete sets up a mic in the middle of the banquet room. And forms some chairs all the way around it, but opens up these that have these slider doors from the bar, so people can actually be at the bar and in the bar, and looking into the banquet room, and seeing the comic there in the middle of the thing. Um, so a pretty cool setup. He went there early. So Pete asked me on I think Wednesday, as we're going into the show, if I could in fact host the show for him. Because he got asked to host at the San Jose Improv for the weekend. So I said, sure, I'll host. Just tell me, uh, you know, tell me how much time to give everybody. So usually the host is watching the clock and will give everybody the light to let them know that their time is up. And uh, so I'm kind of running the show as the host. Uh, And then he told me how to uh, divvy up the money for the tip jar because I'll do a different breakdown than, say, maybe another show producer does. Although his breakdown was pretty close to how I would have done it. And I uh, was able to pay everybody. We had a great show. We had a good turnout. Um, who do we have? We had uh, Connor Lonsdale. We had um, Salia. 
This is uh, the Samoan woman from the East Bay. Uh, oh, uh, 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 Abel, Abel uh, Jaramillo, and um, and Bryant Hicks headlined. Uh, I did my host set, which was okay. Wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. But it was okay. Um, but I think I did better with my in-between comic sort of, you know, give it up for this guy, um, do a little riff, you know, you guys ready for your next comic kind of stuff, you know. So I think I did better with the, sort of the hosting, the, like the pure hosting stuff. I think I did better with that than I did actually my host set. But uh, I could be being a little hard on myself. But I'm pretty pretty realistic. Oh, uh, shout out to my man Justin Rogers who came out, uh, hung out, watched the show. Of course, uh, he missed my whole set. But hey, you know, we're not going to hold anything against him for that. Uh, glad that he came out to support the show. And uh, shout out to my man Mike Chapman who won't hear this. I oh, shout out Justin because he fucking listens to the fucking podcast. One of the... Um, one of the mighty uh, 25. Um, but shout out to my man, Mike Chapman, who uh, who showed up. Who's a, a Fremont guy. Which I think he goes back and forth between where he lives, where his mom lives in Fremont and his own place that he has in Alameda. Because as soon as you mention Alameda, he's like, I'm right there. I'm like, well, are you there or are you in Fremont? Make up your fucking mind. You can't be in two places at once. It's impossible. Um, but he... Uh, I got, dude, my man is a novice uh, photographer. And he came to a show that I did a long time ago. And, like, it was one of my first shows. It was a little cafe uh, coffee place in fucking Fremont. And uh, and he snapped some photos of me. Um, and they came out really cool. Uh, there was a white wall behind me. So it just kind of looked like I was standing in front of a white wall and, like, he sort of did a little something to him and gave me some black and whites. They looked really fucking cool. In fact, I used them as headshots for a long time. Um, I think last year I did a show for Pete at uh, this place in Newark called uh, uh, La Cabana. And uh, Chappie came to that and he took a couple of pictures. I didn't realize I even had pictures from that. Uh, he actually sent me a Google Drive link or whatever. And I never even checked them out until the other night. But this fool with his fucking camera phone, with the camera on his phone, took some pics of me better than any fucking other shots I've seen of myself. I don't know what the fuck he's doing with his phone or how, like, he's just, he's got a fucking eye for that shit, man. Like, I've hired professional photographers to take photos at my comedy shows before. This fucker took better shots with his goddamn phone than these fucking pros did with their fucking crazy lenses and bitching about the fucking lighting and all that shit. There weren't shit for lighting in this fucking banquet hall. You know what I mean? But Chappie fucking made it happen, dude. He did a little, I don't know, put a little filter on it. Just got some cool shots of your boy. And somehow... I don't look like a fat tub of shit. Like, <laughs> like I was looking at these photos. I'm like, what the fuck? How did you do that? How did you, like, I, like, I'm looking at myself in the mirror 
and I'm seeing fat bastard and I'm looking at these photos and I'm looking a little, a little, not so fat. I'm not looking fat at all, actually. It's looking good. In fact, there was one shot like my arms looked like they were kind of on the fucking yoke side of things. Your boy was looking svelte. And no, that's not reality. <laughs> but um, it just fuck. I I I don't know. I he got some fucking rad shots of me. So uh, those are definitely gonna be um, floating around uh, on people's flyers for a little while. Uh, so shout out to my man Mike Chapman, who I've known since fucking college. Met him in college. Met him at Cal State Hayward. So the show was good. Fucking Bryant Hicks fucking murdered. That dude, I, mean, I got to get that guy at the Bistro because he just fucking came in and just fucking murdered. Had these folks laughing and laughing hard. Um, the tip jar was fucking great. I was able to pay everybody and there was a little extra and I gave that to Pete and he does whatever he does with it. So uh, all in all, good, good, goodness over there at Swiss Park. Um. Yeah, and then had a, that was Friday, and then had a chill uh, chill little weekend, hung out with some friends, did some stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then uh, started a new job yesterday, and uh, that will be what I'm doing for this week. Uh, had hazards last night, had a good hazards rehearsal, just kind of Knocked the dust off after not getting in there uh, since we recorded. I take that back. We did get in there one time before, but we weren't in there very long, and we just sort of came up with a potential set for uh, the next you know, show, shows, if we got shows coming up. Just trying to figure out what we're going to do. Uh, we figured out, though, that we don't have a long enough set to really play a set. So um, we need to figure out uh, we got... Three old songs that we're going to do, like pre, um, pre-Gill pre leaving songs, so older songs. Um, and then we decided that we're going to have to fucking maybe write a couple. And uh, In fact, as soon as I get done with this podcast, I got fucking a bunch of song ideas. Uh, and they have them. They got recordings of my little demos, but I got another one that I really want to get. Here's the thing. I came up with the fucking riff. I can't play it. I can't play it the way I want to play it. Like, I I came up with it, and I know what I want it to do, but I'm going from the top of the neck near the headstock down to the fucking bottom of the neck, and I can't fucking land on the higher strings to do these higher chords after I've done the riff on the lower part because I'm not that good of a guitar player. And I even brought the guitar inside my apartment that usually lives out here in the workshop. I actually brought it in so that I could try to practice. And I've done a couple nights of trying to practice to get this riff down, and it's not really helping me out. But I just need more practice. So uh, I think tonight I'm going to try to lay down the drum part that I want to do for this tune. And then, um, I don't know, maybe... uh, depending on how much energy I got and how late it takes me to get this podcast done. Maybe I, um, I don't know, maybe I demo a song tonight. That's uh, That would be nice. 
and I think I can cheat and play the guitar part in two different two different passes and make it sound like it's one part. That's what I'm hoping I can do. We will see what happens. Um, but I, it's just a fucking, it's a badass riff, and I just can't play it. And I'd rather try to get it down than trying to show them how to do it. Anyway, um, what do we got here? Oh, let's do one of these. Let's do one of these. I haven't done these in a while. Black guy. Black guy food hacks. Yeah, I have a fucking guy food hack. God damn it. Oh. I thought I was going to have a shit ton of these, and I quickly ran out of them very, very quickly. So, um... I apologize for that, but, um, this, um, so I got to admit this food hack I have not tried. Okay. But I think in theory it will work. I haven't tried it. Maybe I should try it before I actually say that it works, but I think it could work. And here's what you do. You get your your frozen taquitos, okay? Your fro your fucking in, in the in frozen food section taquitos, okay? You get those bad boys, you put them in your air fryer, but you don't get them cooked all the way. All right, basically you get them to get them defrosted, basically, right? Get them so that they're just barely sort of. They're like, they're like they're ready, they're almost ready, but not quite ready. Maybe it's not hot all the way through. So if the thing says fifteen minutes, maybe do them eleven. Okay, and then you take a small, small casserole dish. Okay, I got this little small casserole dish. Okay, it's not a fucking big monster one. It's just a, it's a small one. Line your taquitos inside there. Okay? Then, you smother them in salsa verde. Whatever salsa verde you got laying around, buy a jar of it, whatever you got. Dump the salt, just smother it in salsa verde. Then you throw the cheese on top of that. And then you take the casserole thing, and then you bake that. And I don't know about degrees... I don't know about how long. I don't know how it'll work. Because I haven't done it yet. But basically, you are making taquito hack enchiladas with green sauce and cheese. So it should be like a little taquito enchilada-esque type of... Basically, you're making enchiladas with taquitos, frozen taquitos. I think it'll work. I think it'll work. If I hadn't had, if I hadn't fucking had a bunch of uh, ground turkey soft tacos just right before I started recording, I might fucking try this. Um. Anyway, let try it. Let me know 
if it works, I will. I might try it before the before the next uh, for the next podcast, and I'll let you know. I'll let you know, but um, I think it'll work. I think it'll work, but you know, I don't know shit sometimes. Oh, wow. What did I just listen to? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, don't play the fucking bumper again. Uh, every week, uh, your boy, me, Sean Boyles, I like to, uh, be it that I've been a long-time fan of the heavy metal and the likes. I like to uh, react to a song on the pop charts, the Billboard Hot 100, and let's see what's going on over there. Um, let's see what kind of fuckery is trending in music. Uh, finally! Finally, we have a new number one. Uh, shout out to Morgan Wallen, who I think spent 14 or 15 weeks on um, on the number one spot. Uh, so there's a new number one and a new number two. Number two being Jason Adeline. Jason Adeline. We figured this out last week, didn't we? The fuck's the guy's name? <laughs> Aldine? Jason Aldine? Aldine all the time? Never not a Dean? He's always a Dean. He's Aldine. Maybe it's Aldian. Is it Aldian? Whatever. The fucking redneck with the small town song. He's at number two. Uh, Hey. So let you fuckers know, there's a lot more small town in this country than there is big town, okay? Just so you know. And there's a lot more people that have small town mentality than there are people with big city mentality. Uh, just, just saying. Uh, this week, uh, the new number one, it's a song called Seven. By, uh, and I gotta be careful with this guy's name because this guy's name could be said wrong and it could be problematic. This young man's name is, is, is Jung Kook, which I would assume is Korean. I don't know if he's one of the BST guys, Jung Kook. It's really tough to say this name correctly. <laughs> Because if you say this name wrong, and he's a Korean guy, you're in for some trouble. <laughs> Although that slur was for the Vietnamese, racists don't care. They're going to use them all for anybody of Asian descent. So Jung, Jung Kook is the artist uh, featuring Lotto. And the song is called Seven. Let's see uh, what's going on with this. Mm-hmm. 
little, you got a little new jack swing happening here? innocent Korean boy thing to say. Justin Timberlake a little bit. got the explicit version i wonder what the uh the edit what is what does he say in the edit version because i'm sure it's the edit version that is actually charting and not the uh the fucking dirty version you dirty dog uh anybody else get visions of fucking um oh fuck what's his name um Ah, shit. Oh, my God. I can't fucking... What was his name? Bigger dude. Big square head. Had the old big fucking glasses. Little beard thing. Big lip dude. Light skin. Fucking... God damn, what was that dude's name? I remember him in videos of fucking just doing the running man and shit. Dancing around. Dancing like a fucking foot. Like, dancing way better than a big man should be dancing, really. What was dude's name? I can't think of it. Oh, Lord. Um, 
anyway, I mean, that was definitely a, 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 a New Jack Swing sort of fucking beat style happening, right? And actually, I got I to gotta admit, I was sort of bopping around, bouncing up and down on my seat here as I was listening. A good beat will make you move no matter what. Maybe that New Jack Swing style is going to come back. Fucking Teddy Riley might be fucking coming back, fucking swinging. <laughs> what what if fucking Teddy Riley just got a fucking vault full of fucking old beats that he never used, and New Jack Swing comes back, and that dude is just fucking killing it with OG fucking New Jack Swing beats. God damn. It's actually refreshing to tell you the truth. What is old is new again. We'll see if that's a trend. The fucking Koreans, dude. The Koreans are taking over. Anybody, uh, any any of these OGs around here that fought in the Korean War? I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh man. Anyway, um <laughs> uh some came up today that I was thinking about. And I've thought about this before, but it hit me a little bit different today for whatever reason. And um I was ordering some food and uh, they said, "Can I have a name for the order so I can call it out?" And I said, "Sure, my name is Sean." And then it's prints out on the screen, you know, your name. And she spelled my name wrong. Now, I have been in line where this has happened. And the person has corrected the spelling of their name. Here's the rub. Who gives a fuck how you get your name spelled when you're ordering food? It doesn't fucking matter. It's not for you. It's for them. The worker that needs to call out the name. You tell him your name. You say your name's Sean. He's going to call out Sean. However the fuck he needs to spell it so he can say Sean. I don't give a shit. And neither should you. Well, it's Patty with two T's and an I. Well, it doesn't fucking matter if it's with a Y. It's still Patty, and they need to call it out. Doesn't matter if they spell it right. It doesn't matter. Well, it's written on my cup. I will see it. It's written wrong on my cup. It's still not for you to read. That's for them to call it out. You can spell it with fucking numbers for all I give a shit. However you need to spell it so you can pronounce it right. You can spell it S-H-O-N for all I give a fuck. Which is the most wrong way to spell spell Sean, but I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter how you spell it so you can call it out. It doesn't matter if it's wrong on my receipt. does not bother me one bit. I've seen people fucking get... It's candy, but with an eye. 
it say, does it, does it pronounce different because it's an I? No, you dumb dingbat bitch. Get the fucking shit together. Just, you've, you've ordered a fucking soy milk latte anyway. Who gives a shit? It's all it is for them to fucking take your order so they can call out your name so you can pick it up. Who cares how they spell it? Doesn't matter. You narcissistic piece of shit. Because that's what that is, right? That's your ego and your narcissism that can't handle the fact that they spelled your name wrong when it doesn't fucking matter. I don't even give a shit if they even say my name wrong. Or, just tell me what my order number is. Then you can fucking bypass the whole fuckery altogether. How about let's just stick to numbers, huh? Tell me I'm order number 12. And I'll, okay, I remember that. And when you say order number 12, oh, that's me! Then there's no confusion at all. You're trying to get the name. You're trying to do this little personal bullshit thing. But then you run into fucking dickheads that take it too personal. They want to make sure you're spelling their name right so that you can call it out when it doesn't fucking matter. I am going to have a fucking aneurysm one of these days. Um, let's <laughs> Let's do a thing. Earworm of the week. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dirties of all ages. I think I said that already, but I'll say it again. Um, Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the SBP. means a lot to me. You can rate, review, subscribe, wherever it is that you are listening to the Sean Boyles podcast, whether you're listening to on Google's or the Apple's or... Uh, I, whatever, um, wherever, fucking Spotify, even whatever you're tuning in, uh, go to the show page, scroll down where you can see something about reviews and ratings and hook your brother up. Um, you can go to, um, I think you can go to, uh, Spotify for podcasters and look up the old SBP and uh, donate to the podcast. That would be crazy times. Uh, You can find me uh, on the Facebook, Sean Boyles. You can find me on Instagram, Sean underscore Boyles 510. You can find me, uh, you can email me, send your concerns, complaints, or suggestions to Sean underscore Boyles at yahoo.com uh, let me know you're out there is there anybody out there um, this week's earworm of the week I was uh, scrolling some just scrolling social medias doing the reels or the stories or some shit and uh, uh, it's an out uh caught a video of a band playing outdoors somewhere doing a song that I know I knew the song and I was very taken with how well 
the singer was singing this song. And then, because uh, he sounded fucking spot on like, uh, like the original singer. Uh, and then they zoomed in on the drummer. And I recognize this wily coyote back there as one Steven Adler. Original drummer for Guns N' Roses. This was Adler's appetite. And Steven Adler found himself a young buck singer that can do a perfect, vintage, prime Axl Rose. And they were doing this song, and uh, thus this song stuck in my head and became this week's Earworm of the Week. Um... Got a little Guns N' Roses, Civil War. Uh, this kid was phenomenal, phenomenal. Did the low part, fucking it sounded just like Axel, and then he hit the fucking high part, and it was spot the fuck on. I got fucking goosebumps. It was phenomenal. He hit that, my hands are tied. Like just the fucking, just he stuck it. He stuck it so good. I was like, oh, my. Like, I was fucking young kid. I mean, I, I look like a young kid to me. I mean, fucking dude might be my age for all I know, but he looked young. And uh, he was doing a fucking perfect Axl Rose. So shout out to kid. I don't know what dude's name was, but shout out to Steven Adler. For uh, finding a fucking badass. Because Axel doesn't sound anywhere near like Axel used to sound. Axel's vocals are actually pretty hurting. Um, I mean, as much as I would love to see Guns N' Roses live. Because I never got the song back in the day. And be it that it's almost the original band. Um, I don't know why they don't let Adler back in. But uh, here's the thing with Steven Adler. All right. That first fucking Guns N' Roses album, in fact, the fucking, uh, most of the shit on Use Your Illusion and all that shit is Adler. And, uh, you know, Matt Sorum came in and I think, I don't know if Sorum came in and like finished the album or, or just played on that tour. I think he might've just played on the tour. I think Adler actually... Can I look it up? Is this gonna fucking? You ain't gonna fucking do shit, are you? This fucking. All right. Can I look it up over here? Let's see. Um, what are we gonna do? Is this worth doing right now? Use your illusion. Come on, you're going to make me spell out the whole fucking thing? You're not going to have a... So I got enough fucking Wi-Fi out here for the fucking... It's taking too long. Never mind. I'm sorry. I will know better next time. How about that? Um, But I do believe that Adler recorded most of the drums for the Use Your Illusions 1 and 2 before he was let go for being too much of a fucking druggie. 
fucking one of the most notorious drug taking bands. And he gets kicked out from doing too much bizarre. Anyway, his feel and his swing and his taste and his power definitely made Appetite for Destruction the monster fucking record that it is. Uh, Nobody has played those songs that same way since. Matt Sorum came in and he kind of, he does his thing. But I don't think he ever played. He just this Adler man, and then then the thing in that clip. I was listening to fucking Civil War, and I was like, "Oh shit, dude! That's the fucking swing is there. It's right because fucking Adler's playing. Just felt right, dude. Just fucking the fucking halftime for the fucking verses and shit, and or just you know. Then when it goes to the double time at the end." It just felt right. The tempo was right. The feel was right. Because you got the fucking OG drummer that's playing it. And he's do- the guy that was doing the fucking leads was doing a great job of, you know, uh, he kind of did his own thing. He didn't do a fucking perfect slash guitar solo, but, you know, but the tones and everything were there. But, you know, besides Adler just laying down the feel the way it's supposed to, this fucking kid singing was fucking made me go. I I'd see Adler's appetite and pay money to see that before I'd pay the ridiculous amount of money to see Guns N' Roses now. How about that? Anyway, your ear of the week, Guns N' Roses Civil War. Be good. Keep it dirty. And I'll see you Dick Stains next week. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants. Well, he gets. I don't like it. your women crying look at your young men dying the way they've always done before
stand when they shot the man who said peace could last forever. And in my first memories, they shot Kennedy. I went numb when I learned to see. So I never felt for Vietnam. We got the wall of disease to remind us all that you can't trust freedom when it's not in your hands. When everybody's fighting for the
What's so civil about war anyway? Fuck Staten Avenue and fuck Ace Freely. Brought to you by Blowout Productions.